Welcome to the Sales Development Podcast, your go-to resource for all things pipeline and revenue production in the tech sales world. Technology marketing, sales development, sales, and revenue operations have combined to create the go-to market engine fueling the success of SaaS startups and established companies alike. Each week, the Sales Development Podcast dives deeply into the strategies, tactics, people, processes, and technology that fuels the revenue machine. The Sales Development Podcast is brought to you by Tenbound. Get more free resources, insights, and intelligence today at tenbound.com. And be sure to like and subscribe on YouTube. Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Sales Development Podcast. I am joined today across a great distance with Ori Zuckerman, who's CEO of Substrata. Ori, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks, David. Yeah, thanks for coming on all the way from Israel tonight. Is that correct? Yeah, the speed of light. That was a hell of a ride. (laughs) Isn't it amazing that we can just be here in our home office talking to people all over the world? I think it's awesome. (laughs) It's amazing when you think about it, but I think we all got used to it, so... We're not as amazed as we should be. And shame on me. I've never been to Israel. It's my dream someday to come and and visit you and all my friends over there because we've done many of these with folks and it's just a great atmosphere in the great tech industry. So yeah, it's true. Israel is very special and I do highly recommend it. Well, I'm excited to dive in. You know, I was looking into Substrata a bit and It's a really interesting concept. I'm just reading this. An innovative developer of AI-powered social signal processing technology for sales executives, deal makers, and negotiators. So that's a lot of stuff. So in your words, what does Substrata do and how does it help salespeople? Yeah, it sounds like a lot of puff, but it isn't. It is all real and it's all down to the core. To crack sales, we went into analyzing communication and behavior, and social interactions, and social hierarchies, and social status, and everything that is interpersonal space and intergroup space. And we went as deep as possible. And Substrata is basically the the outcome of this. In a nutshell, we're helping deal makers become better, more attuned and sensitive to how they're perceived and where things stand by analyzing very subtle verbal and nonverbal cues. Uh, both you know, by the salesperson, by the dealmaker, and from the other end. It's, it's called a theory of mind because it's a recursive process. A lot of you know, salespeople, SDRs, high-end dealmakers are kind of disconnected. They pitch, they pitch. They don't really know what's going on on the other end. They don't even have the bandwidth to really listen because they're pitching. And we're giving you all that information in real time, in email and soon in audio as well. And we're getting into the power dynamics that are going on. And the true sentiment, not just the tactical sentiment, which is called the pragmatic sentiment. If somebody's cynic, somebody's sarcastic, you pick up on it. So we're the subtext machine that helps salespeople become better, more focused, and close the deal faster. The substrata. Okay. So I want to dive into that, but how did you come up with this? And what was the process of developing this to bring it to market? I was an entrepreneur in sales tech. My previous company was called You Know Me, a competitor to Zoom Info, Lucia, Apollo, Dun & Bradstreet, a demand base that was previously, I think it was Inside View. And we had lots of great customers and we sold the company to WeWork at the end, by the way, we got acquired. But when we sold our solution to salespeople, I was always helping my own teams. And sometimes, you know, the subtleties were so important. For example, one of my top sales 
guys went to me, tell me he's sitting on the fence. I did something. I looked into it and I saw that my guy kind of embarrassed himself in a way that he, he low status kind of thing. He was too eager, too agreeable, too needy. And my feedback after deeply analyzing the situation was that he just needed to wait for quite a while, maybe three weeks, and then re-engage with a new piece of context from the world in a way to restart the cycle, okay, with new force. And all these experiences kind of opened me to the world of subtext and nonverbal, and I started to really dig into it to understand what sales are, because I didn't want to follow the herd with playbooks and rules. I really wanted to know what's going on. And it started from a fascination, but of course, I, a lot of professors do the advisory. So, but it's really started from curiosity. Okay. So you were riding along with the salesperson. Was it a Zoom call, like a video call, or was it live face-to-face? It was a whole interaction. There were numerous Zoom calls and emails back and forth. The relationship stabilizes, not just in the call, but before the call, in the call, after the call. Subtle things that you can do after the call can kill an amazing call that you had. For example, if somebody told you, send me the whatever, product deck, whatever, and you send it too early, okay? That can kill even the most amazing presentation, the most amazing product demo, just because of the eagerness. The higher the ticket, the more true that thing is. Interesting. Okay. So, and then you said low status, like the salesperson was projecting low status into the behavior and the communication. So what do you mean by that? I mean that instead of attracting the customer, instead of conveying that, okay, this is a valuable product that has high demand and the customer, the prospect needs to stand in line, figuratively speaking, he was too pushy and being pushy, being aggressive, being needy, always, even if the customer is interested, they all want to see, you know, how far the salesperson will go trying to appease and, (laughs) and get the prospect's consent. And that's obviously the wrong way, but I took it to a whole different level with research because that started from intuition, but we got into very, very deep areas in social signals, psychology, behavior, literally found ways to formulate math behind these things. Whoa. Okay. This is really interesting because a lot of, especially in the tech industry, like the inside sales, obviously SDRs, but inside salespeople are newer in their career. They're having sales conversations with people that maybe have been there for 10 or 20 years and they have a lot of experience. And it's interesting to think about like the power dynamic that's going on. And it's so two-dimensional in the conversation. Usually you don't really go underneath and understand the psychology of the power dynamic between these two parties. You're just like, we pitched a demo and we never heard from them again. And it's like, well, why? What happened? You're basically trying to solve that riddle. Think about the disaster that we're doing when we're forcing young SDRs to pursue VP-level, C-level executives, okay? Selling. These people are the face of our company. They're our SDRs, okay? They need to know everything. They need to know the industry, the market, the direct competitors, the ins and outs of the product. They need to understand psychology. And we literally send out people who are mostly under-trained to get the attention of super sophisticated people in a lot of products. Not only that, usually they're young. They're not very experienced from a social perspective. And the other person will secretly, discreetly mock them. 
they will mock their attempt to reach out. Sometimes not discreetly. <laughs> Sometimes they post it on LinkedIn, like, look at this goofball, but go ahead. Yeah. And we don't give them a lot of tools to succeed. An easy example would even be our LinkedIn profile, for example. If you have BDR, SDR on your profile, this is like playing poker with your cards, you know, upside. It's silly. And by the way, the reason why sales have such a stigma, that's a long story, but that's the case today. So if you want to sell, you can't tell you're going to sell. It means that you're going to be suggesting something and people want to have conversations and discover you and then attract, get attracted to you in business way and then eventually buy. They don't want you to push anything towards their way. And they're very, very sensitive to any... Yeah, The social status gap between SDRs and their prospects is usually just unbelievable. And that's the cause of a lot of pain. Okay. That's interesting. So say they get involved with Substrata, then what does Substrata do? Yeah. So first of all, Substrata is mostly for AEs, dealmakers, CEOs who are salespeople. It can even serve venture capitalists who are trying to raise from LPs, private equity who are trying to raise from LPs, M&A people, all over the spectrum. But it can also help SDRs to an extent. When it comes to SDRs, we're helping them craft a better approach. Now, this is not just a GPT-3, a chat GPT kind of thing. There's a lot of personalization that is required and a lot of work that is required in order to craft reasonable outreach message that is going to, the SDR will have to represent the organization if, if that person is too young and can't carry his own weight in a, from a social dynamics perspective. They'll have to find a good trigger because you are on my list is not a good enough trigger it's not attractive. You'll have to find something that's maybe not your own initiative, maybe something you'll have to find some social context that's going to make the SDR be perceived as legit. Okay. I was at a meetup. I was at this whatever breakfast and somebody talked about you guys. So we give a lot of tools to the SDR so that they will be perceived as legit and they will be able to maintain high status while starting the conversation. And it's still going to be pretty hard from there, but much, much easier than without it. Being an SDR, sales rep, and manager is tough, and it's getting tougher. Creating an outbound sales pipeline is hard, and getting harder every day as well. You're not given any training, coaching, or support. You're pretty much on your own to figure it out. Should you cold call, send emails, or post on social media? Your prospects are buried in messages, and now it seems harder to stand out and get a response. You try to educate yourself on how to do it, but the online landscape is a confusing swirl of contradictory messages, empty motivational speeches, and outdated sales advice. Time is running out, and you're spinning your wheels. Now what? You now have a resource to really help. You now have 10Bound Plus. 10Bound Plus is your guide to building your outbound sales skills in your own time and in your own way. You join a community of like-minded people who are striving to achieve success in your same position. You get access to online, self-paced learning courses, discounts to 10Bound events, and much more. Join today at 10boundplus.com. That's 10boundplus.com. Okay. So it provides the tools for the SDRs to essentially be perceived in a legitimate way versus right now, especially if they reach out, they're being perceived as lower status because it says SDR on their LinkedIn. Yeah. And of course, also and their message, their message is being ignored because it's like, oh, this is just another SDR. Yeah. And we also give 
data-driven feedback on the message while you're typing it. So if we find that what you're writing looks too needy, too agreeable, too supplicating, you're going to get feedback on that and suggestions on how to improve that so that the other party will not. Of course, we really get much better once there's a real correspondence because then we can understand what's the situation when it's just a one-way email. It's more about guesses. So we analyze the two people based on the world knowledge that we have. And sometimes it's not a lot. Once the correspondence begins, then we can really become very effective at it because we can analyze the paradigm between the two people. Okay. And then you go into AEs using it and founders. And then so once there's a conversation starting, then how does it work? So let's say you're using email and you have this email conversation, for example, with a prospect. First of all, historically, if you wouldn't use Substrata before, you can see where you stand per each message that you sent. For example, you can analyze your emails and how they're perceived, who has the upper hand, what's the sentiment, how close you are to what we call the selling zone, which is an optimal place to be in. It's like being very warm, the deal remains warm, or you can go farther from the selling zone. And this is when you analyze what you've done. You can analyze the prospect's response to see the subtext. And we literally help you when you're writing a new draft to find new ways to articulate yourself in a way that will optimize the way you're perceived. Got it. And so how does it work within their workflow? Is it like plugged in on the side of their email browser? Yeah. If you're using, let's say, a Google Workspace or Gmail, yeah. So there's an extension. You also sync it to the CRM and it gives you feedback in real time. While you're writing, if you do view analysis, you can see the analysis of a thread. You also have a dashboard where you can see the bigger picture, multiple threads, the whole relationship, context vector. We relate to reply times, to how long your email is, to subtleties like if you signed your name with an uppercase or lowercase. We're not grammarly. We don't care about the grammar. We only care about the social signals that you convey, emit, or pick up, or should pick up. Okay. That's amazing, dude. And then what about the verbal? You said that right now it's for written, it's for written communication only, or are you also in the verbal communication? So right now it's for email and what we call verbal, it's text. Towards the end of this year, we're rolling out the audio analysis, which is going to focus on tone. Tone is the common nickname for vocalics, which comprises a lot of different clusters, for example, the frequency of our voice, which is the pitch and the speech rate and intensity, which is our volume and interruptions and pauses. All these subtle nonverbal cues have huge, huge, huge implications on how we perceive each other and on the deal, essentially. If you look at other tools today, I'm not going to name names, but most conversation intelligence tools, they will primarily do this. They will transcribe a call, meaning that they will turn the audio into text using a speech-to-text engine, and then they will apply NLP, natural language processing algorithms, to extract words, frequency, and all sorts of stuff. But when you do that, all the noise is being thrown to the garbage. So if you told me something positive, it might have been very negative. For example, a negative response by a VC to an entrepreneur in Silicon Valley, Sand Hill Road, would be, wow, Ori, that was amazing, yeah. Go ahead, send us our deck. You know, I'm going to send it to my Israeli partner to, to review it. And yeah, take some ice cream on your way out. There's a great ice cream machine. And that's get the, I'm not going to say the word, out of here. I never want to see you again. That's a no. If you transcribe, how can you ever pick up on these things? There's deep levels of context and pragmatics. Yeah. 
Well, I know the guys at one of the companies that you're talking about, and they should buy you <laughs> because they're not there. I feel like I know who you're referring to. Yeah, that's interesting. Okay. So, you know, one of the things is as we've moved toward Zoom communication, like nobody actually interacts live anymore, it seems. And it's easy to become distracted and you don't really know if anybody's paying attention, you know, while you're on a Zoom call. They might be on Slack or they're messing around with their phone or something like that. That's an indicator, right, of interest and and whether they're actually listening to you. This is something that's called the solicitor ratio, ratio. And actually being really distracted is a very blunt signal. It's enough that you change your gaze to listen ratio just a bit, a few percentages in order to convey superiority. So yeah, we pick up on that as well. The roadmap is audio and then video, obviously. With that being said, you only need to analyze one main nonverbal channel because most of the nonverbal behavior is in sync versus the verbal content, which sometimes contradicts. And we trust the nonverbal. If there's a gap, there's a contradiction, we're going to trust, our gut will trust the nonverbal, meaning you know the body language or the tone, but tone and body language are usually going to be in sync. If they're not in sync, it's going to be a very, very weird situation. So we don't need to do both audio and video. It's enough to do just one. Our bet is on audio, actually. Okay. For a lot of reasons, by the way. Okay. And so you said the gaze versus what? Gaze to listen ratio. Gaze to listen ratio. Yeah. If you're talking to me and while you're speaking to me, I take my gaze off of you for just a longer period than most people find comfortable doing, you will immediately pick up on it, especially, by the way, in physical interactions. It's clear. It also passes in Zoom. And that's a very, very, even a blunt move, to be honest. Most people will try to hide it. But in general, it's hard to count on video in Zoom calls because, first of all, most people don't sit at the same height from the camera and the same angle. And the cameras are not necessarily aligned to each other. So, for example, I'm looking at your face here, but the camera is a bit higher. Okay. So there are small deviations that will make our analysis of video kind of skewed. So we rather focus on something that we can perfectly analyze. Which is audio. Voice. So audio is where you can really get the true tone and the information that you need. In a physical environment, so video would be even vision would be better because it's quicker. We process it faster in a digital environment, probably audio. That's so interesting. Okay. And then, so you said that companies that are trying to raise money from VCs would use it as well. So is this essentially a sales process of working with VCs and there's all these social cues that you're picking up? Yeah, I mean, the higher you go on the social ladder, it seems, the more implicit the signals are. So if you work B2C, you know, everything might be in your face. I hate this. This is a, you know, I'm going to call your manager. Everything is very explicit. The higher you go on the social ladder or the higher the ticket, so to speak, the more implicit stuff. This is what makes deals, big deals, very difficult to close because there's a lot of things that are not being out there. They're concealed. It is very good for entrepreneur versus VC relationships. It's good for VC to LP. Whenever there's a subtle conflict pre-deal, of course, it's a win-win at the end, but the details can be kind of some zero-ish. So this is where Substrata really shines. Wow. That's interesting. So, and I had to look that up. Implicit means implied, though not plainly expressed. 
implicit, covert, it's all the same thing. I mean, that's the world that we live in is full of implicit if you're in B2B, right? And it's even harder now because you're not actually interacting with people. It's all on a screen. And it's essentially you do something and then there's either a response or silence. And you're just kind of in that window of what happened. Think of it this way. Let's say I'm interacting with whatever. It could be a big client, a VC, whatever. And they tell me no, and they're doing it in a mean way. Everything's recorded. There is social media. Okay. When you're explicit, you can get sued, but you can also get like a lot of social issues afterwards. Okay. Nobody wants to give the other party the weapons to screw them up later. So people are becoming more and more and more implicit with their actions. And they're not even saying no, they're just not showing signs of a yes. And this is the world that we're, you know, growing into is is more recorded. It's more supervised. It's more tracked. So people are naturally more careful and their signs or cues are more subtle. My God, that's such an interesting point, because if you go outside of this box, you know, that we're in of behavior and it keeps shrinking, you know, of what you can actually do and say without being destroyed, you know, I don't want to get political, but it's just like everything is recorded. Everything you do can be used against you in the court of public opinion. That's interesting to think about that the world is becoming more implicit. And if you're smart, I mean, there's kind of just to be a normal person and stay kind of under the radar. On the flip side, though, is like your Elon Musk, who everything's explicit and out there. And he's just like, I don't care. I'm trying to get attention, right? There's very few Elon Musks of this world. Right. <laughs> Actually, they're not inside the social pyramid. All of the others are, even the multi-billionaires. So the Elon Musks and Jeff Bezos and maybe Bill Gates, which actually, according to the rules, and so does Warren Buffett. But these people can afford because they're so high up there. They answer to no one, essentially. But for your average Joe who's out there, it's becoming more important to do this. And now you're really diving into implicit social cues discreetly conveyed through conversations. That's true. That's exactly what we do. And this is why it's so fascinating. This is so interesting. Okay. Where do I sign up for this? (laughs) Not to cut to the chase, but wow. How do we get in touch with you? How do we use this ourselves? Well, you can ping me on LinkedIn, Ori Manor Zuckerman. That's my name. You can go to Substrata or just Google Substrata. I don't want to market myself, but you can ask David how to get in touch with me. I mean, our solution is open. You can go ahead and buy a subscription and start using it. We have hundreds of clients already. So this is vetted. We analyze more than 3 million sales emails. So it's all anonymous. It's all... SOC 2 ready. It's all private. So you can feel free and comfortable to use it. Yeah. This is sweet, man. I mean, this is like when you're coming up in sales, there's the sales veterans that are always on the team that have been in sales for 20 years and they just keep making their number over and over again. And it's like, they're so tuned into implicit social cues. And the reason that they can survive and thrive for so long in sales is that they can do what you're commercializing with Substrata, but they wouldn't even be able to tell you why. It's just a natural thing. But now it's like you can actually lay that across people with less experience. Yeah, that's very true. I mean, some of them are very tuned to social cues. Some of them just know who their best customers are and they have the same shtick and they find a way to get to the numbers. A lot of high-end business people who don't call themselves 
salespeople are naturally and really more attuned to social cues, especially M&A, private equity, VC, investment bankers, and so forth. The people who are naturally better at deciphering and conveying social cues are the politicians among us. It is distorted, that, by the way, to get ahead in life instead of like being good at something, you have to be the best politician. You got to practice the best office politics. But this is the truth because it's the only place where there's no sunlight. This is how you get ahead in many, many ways. Said or not said, this is reality. That's interesting. It makes a lot of people cringe, to be honest. We talk freely in the office about social status. These things, oh, social status, nobody wants to talk about this. It might you know, interfere with the chain of command or something. In our company specifically, we talk about this freely because we have to develop the tools to handle these things. But we enjoy talking about those things that make most people cringe because they're there. They're part of reality. They move the needle to an extreme extent. So we love it. Wow. I mean, nobody talks about this. It's a very hidden code. What did you call it? It's below the radar. Yeah, nobody talks about this. So it's interesting that you took this very underground thing and actually created a company around it. So I'm excited to check it out, man. Definitely. Thanks for coming on and telling us about it. And we'll definitely be in touch. It's substrata.me is how people can get in touch with you. Exactly. Thank you so much, David. All right. Thanks, Ori. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Sales Development Podcast, the only audio forum 100% focused and dedicated to sales development. Please be sure to subscribe to the show on YouTube and take a moment to leave us a review on iTunes. Your support makes our show possible. If you are struggling with your sales development program, contact us at 10bound.com for a no-obligation exploratory call. Again, that's 10bound.com.